Why don't we talk about uh, the Warriors? <laughs> Lauren, you know? Oh, I thought that I thought you were talking. I thought that was us now sitting here worrying. So you know what's funny about Lauren? So I know we discussed in this interview, kind of like how you know us as like punks and progressive people might be at a you know physical and uh, weapon disadvantage. Yeah, if the shit hit the fan. Yeah. I, and I like what's funny part. is that you know since this has all happened. I've had a little minor regret about not strapping myself up a little better. <laughs> Lauren and I were talking the other day. I told her I had brought my axe with me where I went, and she told me she has purchased a baseball bat. And if you come to Lauren's apartment right now, you're going to get some smoke. <laughs> you're going to get you might get plunked. Plunked with a Louisville slugger. You know she, what I'm saying? She put some spikes through it. I hope so, man. Warriors some fucking style. Seven, yeah. inch, seven inch nails through there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, listen, listen, man. You know, I I can't I can't say that I didn't wish one of those like militias up in Idaho or something. Like at least one of them was like a punk rock one or something. You know, <laughs> I feel I feel a lot better if we had like one of them. Our day will come, Benny. Uh, <laughs> I hope they like. Listen, I hope the fascists like music, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> it's all we got only, till we like, get the offer. That's the way I'm thinking about it now. It's like, you know, I've always imagined, I, I have a friend who's a prison guard, you know, and we right. discuss a lot what my method is to survive in jail because, you know, even though I look a little Spanish, my Spanish isn't great. Right. Obviously, I can't go with the whites in there. You know what would happen. <laughs> so I, my only plan, the only thing I've thought of is I got to get behind a drum set as quickly as possible, and I got to be like in the jail band, or I got to like do something like that. Like it's going to be my only way. You gotta, and, yeah, learn some country music, buddy. But I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion there's not just like a dope kit just like chilling in the middle of jail either. <laughs> so I don't know if this plan holds water. Pots and pans, you can't do pots yeah, and pans. I'm, better keep podcasting. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, since we did this interview, I, I'm afraid to say that, you know, the Warriors tour that was starting with uh, with Brian Fallon um, has been canceled, as all tours are, and rescheduled for July. So, you know, I hope that they uh, they get to do that. That would be nice. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I wonder what's happening if they're just pushing. I mean, obviously, people had those venues booked in July. You know, are they just kind of pushing everybody back? I think so. It seems to me that they're just like, was like a three-month cushion. Everything got pushed to those three months. Uh, and people are just crossing their fingers and hoping for the best, you know? Yeah. I think that's what's going on. I mean, it's hard. I, I think with a lot of these things, and you know how it works, if you book a tour on a level like, you know, that tour is being booked, every single one of these dates already has a secure contract, already has a deposit, right. already has any number of things that like connected venue and artists. So just doing a straight clip is kind of a lot more complicated than, you know, pushing the dates back a little bit. So I just hope, you know, wishful thinking, I hope by July people can sit in a room together again. We're going to uh, need it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be nice in some capacity. Oh, yeah, know? man. And... uh yeah, and she, they have a new album that came out on March 6th. You or somebody you know, 
produced by the great John and Yellow, former guest of the Going Off Track yeah. podcast, famously has done some insane records, you know? Oh, like yeah. His Dinosaur Jr., Sonic Youth, The Breeders. I even texted him before. I'm like, dude, you did Screaming Trees, Sweet Oblivion? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, more recently did like Waxahachie, Sidekicks, Curvile. And this new Warriors record really like, you know, it took a step. It took like a a sonic step, a songwriting step. It's it's big, it's dirty. It's like a cool ass record, man. Uh I'd recommend everybody get their hands on it as quickly as possible. John had sent me a couple preview tracks prior to us recording an interview with Lauren, and I was really, really blown away. You know, Lauren's I, I think I even mentioned in the interview, I've been watching you know, since the beginning of The Measure and some of her smaller bands, and we've been touring together. And she's one of those cool artists to watch because, you know, some people just do their thing and then they do their thing forever. And Lauren, I've just been watching, like, take it seriously, put her head down and work and get better and improve her songwriting, her singing. And now it's just like, just ready, ready for the next step, man, for sure. Sweet. And Yellow has a pretty cool podcast. Well, it's cool for people like me. It's kind of a, it's a little bit of a producer podcast, but he does oh, some he cool got like stuff. A, yeah, I think it's it called? called Gear Talk or Gear Club. Gear Club. But they do oh. some cool stuff where they do like, uh, they'll like kind of review like an album. Or not even review it, but kind of just talk about like kind of a seminal album at the end of it. Okay. I've only listened to it a couple of times, but... Uh, I don't think you have to be, uh, an, uh, you know, I don't think you have to be a producer engineer guy to get into it, but it helps. Okay, because I almost fell asleep while you were <laughs> while you were telling me that. <laughs> uh, but no, he's 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 a monster and yellow yeah. for sure. Um, I was like, what are you what are you guys talking about? Aux cables? <laughs> <laughs> what happens there? I'm good. I was I always make the joke. The only time I've what's that one studio magazine like the one. Dude, there's like a bunch of them. The one, like the big one. That's uh, and tape op. Yeah, tape op. And the only time I've ever read that magazine in my life is taking a shit at recording studios, <laughs> and I and I pretend to know what I'm reading for about ten minutes. It's like you know, and then I'm like, oh, cool, sounds good. You know, uh, yeah. there's yeah, worse. Are, there's worse. You're another breed, Brad. I think I Mix know. Magazine is just literally about recording studios, like. You kind of—it's like studio porn. They just show gear I mean, and pictures of rooms. Talk about a niche market, you know. <laughs> hey, man, it's a market for I, everybody. I bet there's a new magazine that you don't even know about for like the at-home kids with the face tattoos making trap beats and shit. Oh yeah, they probably got their own magazine now. Well, it's a—it uh, wouldn't be a magazine. Would it? It's like a YouTube channel. Oh yeah, yeah. You sign up for the YouTube channel, then you get mailed a pamphlet. That's a, <laughs> a small pamphlet. So why don't we get into this? The interview yeah. with, with Warren. I love it. Let's do it. It's going on there was like a little Italian place across the street on Plainfield Ave. And mm-hmm. I would just like hit this little one hitter in the back and then <laughs> order like a big that sounds right. eggplant you parm know. with <laughs> crinkle cut fries and just hope somebody came in. And so you don't sad. think about it. Huh? You know, like you don't think about like what you're ordering. You know what I mean? I do. Well, I mean, you do, but like in those moments of like, I'm just getting the thing that I want. 
I go through like a strange like big boy OCD thing about food. Yeah, like like it's like a plan to me. Like that I might even think about like the night before. It's like I'm going to go all out. I'm going to go in. I'm like, I'm going to eat like well for breakfast. I'm going to like smoke a little. Then I'm going to order it. I'm going to wait for like the perfect moment. Like it's like a whole thing for me. Uh, It's almost like, uh, you know, through my family history, I've learned that like eating and things like that can be like functionally exactly the same as like a drug or alcohol addiction. In the way you view it, you know? Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know that scene at the end of Requiem for a Dream? You ever seen that film? Yes. So, yeah. you know, she goes like, she goes ass to ass <laughs> and then like, you know, gets back to her apartment and cozies up with like her heroin on the couch, but like uh-huh. doesn't do it. Oh, I, f- I forgot that. Part, That's like yeah. a really like huge like tell in that movie that uh-huh. whoever made that movie understands addiction. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's not, it's like the safety of knowing it's there sometimes is like just as important no, that's true. as that's true. the actual thing. Yeah. So I just went through this with my wife the other night. I'll, I'll tell it. I'll go out. So <laughs> we were both having a rough day and I was like, you know what? We're going to eat away our feelings a little bit tonight. Like I'm going to go out. I'm going to yeah. get you your favorite kind of candy bar. And I'm going to get, no, I can't, like, she eats, like, hippie, dark chocolate, $6, you know, candy bar. It's like your Ritter Sport. Yeah, like, cashew (laughs) butter and some dark Ethiopian something or other. Um, You know, and I got got a pint of, like, double chocolate fudgy ice cream, which I was like, I'm like, this is it. This is going to be great. I barely ate dinner. I'm, like, setting up this pint of ice cream in my head. And... I'm doing some work in the office. Kids are asleep. We're toning down for the night. And I hear the freezer open. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why is she going for the ice cream? That's my yeah, ice, cream. ice cream. I bought her the candy bar. Yeah. And I fritzed. I just yeah. had like a fritz, like an actual, <laughs> yeah. like, like, what? Like, <laughs> like, started yeah. ticking, being weird. And I was like sitting in the office, like stewing, like, oh, no. How much of this ice cream is she going to eat? And blah, like, blah, blah. The whole thing. Got so irrational. That, like, I had to, like, walk out into the other room and be like, listen, I know it's ridiculous, but you're, like, ruining my night. Can we talk about this? You know? These are the things my wife has to deal with. (laughs) Well, but, I mean, I would, it's like, I would think she would get it in a way. You know what I mean? Like, I know you like the ice. I don't know. Well, she's, like, born skinny. Okay. And is still. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't think she's ever, like, put food in that type of category. You know, it's like something that like you eat and just it sustains you and then that's it. Well, but I guess I uh, even just from like being vegetarian, I guess like if I go to a restaurant that like doesn't have very many vegetarian options and like they don't have the thing that I want to order and there aren't like plenty of other things I can choose from, I get so bummed. Like it can like ruin my meal and like the hangout with people. Yeah. I'm just like, I just... Why why are we even here if like now, you can't do you like is it the expectation that you're gonna get something good? Like like are you going into it being like I'm hungry, I feel like eating something good yeah, and then well, you're disappointed. Well, I think it's like I want to I wanna be able to go to a restaurant and spend money on food that I actually want to eat. I know. And if I'm you know, if if my plan was to get 
just something I like. Just just something I like. Not <laughs> even anything specific. General. Just yeah. something good. And yeah, then yeah. I have to like settle for Ugh. something that I don't really like very much. Yeah. I'm just like, why am I here? What, what are we doing? The Can I go somewhere else? salad and this. the mozzarella sticks. Or, yeah. 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 I'm on 25 years of like veggie now. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you understand the plight of the touring vegetarian. Oh, oh yeah. Like, uh-huh. you know, you do a van tour as a vegetarian, especially you know, more than 10 years ago, that was rough going out there. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like the Wild yeah. West for food. That's why we all mm-hmm. got addicted to like the worst shit, like Taco Bell, because yeah. that was the <laughs> mm-hmm. best of the worst, right? Yep. Yep. Did you ever get Taco Bell bucks in any of I the do. Bands? I still have some you in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so lucky there's not like a Taco Bell in prime location in Jersey City. I'm almost like, I'm yeah. Glad. Well, now, now where I live, it's all Del Taco. Which is like oh. in, in my my I don't know maybe I shouldn't say what I think of it because I'll no, get look, myself lay it out there. You think well, Dell like is mu- inferior I, to yeah, Taco Bell? I don't like it as much as Del Taco. Wow. All right, I don't I don't like, like Del Taco as much as Taco Bell, but that's just also a product of me. Yeah, growing being, up here, growing up here, and like being on tour. Too but much that is Taco a Bell. controversial opinion out there, oh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I hope no one. I mean, what about Green Burrito? That place is pretty good. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I That's the one yet. attached to a Carl's Jr. Oh, okay. no. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> haven't haven't gone like that far down yet. Yeah, the rat, the shitty Mexican. I mean, actually, where you live is kind of one of those. Well, we should say now you live. I, I live in LA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this makes sense. Um, I forget sometimes when I'm talking mm-hmm. to people I know that. We don't all know each other, everybody who's listening. Oh, right, yeah. Right. Yeah, we so do. you live in Los Angeles. I live in Los what Angeles, What part of Los yeah. Angeles do you live in? I, li- I live in Silver Lake. In what? In Silver Lake. Okay, yeah. and that's like the cool part, right? I th- yeah, I think it's the cool part. Is that where Chris I mean, Farron cool lives too? Like uh, no, he he lives in a different, in a different, I don't want to blow up his spot. But, oh, um, right, gotcha. Uh, no, he, he lives in a different part of Silver But of it's UCLA where he put now, his yeah. billboards up. No, <laughs> no, he, he, he put the billboard up. It, between like Silver Lake and Echo Park. But did he, you see it live? Oh, I did. Yeah, Dan Ozzy and I went. <laughs> went so to the picture. It was great. So our good yeah. friend Chris Farron painted a self portrait and, and put up his own billboard in Los Angeles. Yeah, for his, well, for his new record, for his not, new record. not just for like a a vanity project. <laughs> uh, well, is it? I don't well, know. <laughs> you know, that, that, with Chris. Who knows, right? Yeah. That's the best part of Chris. No, that's great. Is on it the was, outside. It was really cool, though. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows where it's coming from? I love the kid to death. No, same. So we are from the same place, mm-hmm. pretty much. Somerset County. Yes. Um, and there's like a long and rich history of like the punishment of certain types of Somerset County living producing punks. For yeah. a long time now, um, like you lived where you lived up in up in the mountain. Uh, yeah. So, well, I lived like up the hill from Boundbrook. So okay, I, I grew up in Martinsville. In Martinsville, yeah. and um, like, like, what do you think about that? Like the experience we have in New Jersey, where you know you come from an area like Somerset County, which is predominantly doing fine. You know what yeah. I mean, with yeah. the exception of a couple couple small pockets like it's a pretty wealthy county and like and yeah. doing well um what, what do you think's the connection between why there's sort of like an escapism to people from somerset county where like if you grow up there and you feel a certain way it feels like almost like a uh, constricting enough place that you need to get out like what was your experience like well, with that 
Well, the thing that I realized is that, like, I, you know, growing up in Somerset County, um, I knew kids from a lot of other parts of New Jersey and a lot of other towns have, like, a downtown. Mm. You can, like, ride your bike or walk down to, like, the main strip where there's stores and things right, and right, people right. to hang out with. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of Somerset County um, was was farmland for a long time. Yes. And then these towns got built and there were there were a couple places where maybe there's a downtown, but for the most part, it's the Bridgewater Mall. <laughs> and yeah. then there's nothing to do and you can't go anywhere. And until you could drive or like have a car, sure. you can't you can't go anywhere by yourself. Yeah, right. And yeah, yeah. So, so I think then when when everyone hit the age of like having a sibling that drove or their friends drove, that everyone was just like, "Oh my god, get me out!" Free because, me. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Um, How were you meeting kids from from other towns when you were that young? Um, well, I went. I actually uh, I went to a private school, um, so a lot of kids uh, just uh, lived okay. in other towns in general. Gotcha. But, but then actually, um, uh, some of the older kids in my high school. Uh, went to punk shows and uh, okay. they saw the patches on my backpack and they were like, Hey, <laughs> eighth grader or nice. like seventh grader, uh, you know, come to a show with us. Oh, and cool. so then I went to, sh- I started going to shows in like Boundbrook and like the Boot and Elks Lodge and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it was kids from all over. Do you remember who that crew was? Do you still talk to him at all? Sort of. I, well, the first show I went to was a face first show. No one <laughs> is going, they became like Houston calls. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, I ran into one of them. Let me get, was that show. at Hamilton Cafe? Yeah, Ham- yeah Hamilton Street. Sounds well, right. originally at the Palace. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but uh, it was like that kind of pop punk yeah. crew, um, <laughs> like ska punk and sure. stuff. Then everybody started going to hardcore shows, and so yeah. I also went to hardcore shows, even though like I wasn't like that into it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called? Yeah, um, I wish I could remember like more of the band names, but it was like LWL and yeah, yeah. Like, I remember, like, I the, the joystick, like, yeah, 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 yeah. pinball records. The Derringers. Yeah, Derringers. Pinball, pinball records, sure. for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I knew the scene well, for sure. Mm-hmm. I was, I was like, Mr. Hardcore in those days, so I was like, hey, if you're not, <laughs> yeah. like, moshing, you know, not that into it. But it's like I went to, like, when I started going to basement shows in New Brunswick, it's like I went to all that stuff, and I had I had a lot of fun at a lot of it, but um, it, that was more a social thing than my, like, knowing all the hardcore bands. Yeah, yeah. Was, like... Um, the fact that you were exposed to music in high school and stuff. Uh, like, did you feel, I guess I ask, I wonder, sometimes I feel like, um, say, like the most well-rounded uh, atheists I know are like the kids who go to Catholic school. Oh, yeah. Or like, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes the most well-rounded progressives I know are the ones who like actually grew up with like working class people or actually grew up in like the types of things that kind of create the way you are it's not by default yeah so so you so going to like private school in somerset county like is any of the the way you chose to live your life you think like a reaction oh yeah yeah oh like how so well i mean you can't um i feel like if if you grew up in new jersey in general you're seeing a more diverse side of the country than other other parts of the u.s necessarily um and i think going to school with um kids from all sorts of different backgrounds it really wasn't um as homogenous as as it could have been right um and then going to shows with kids from also all different backgrounds um i think then when you see 
<laughs> it's like then when I saw like the super rich kids at school um, and the way uh, like their lives were or their perspective and things was like completely out of touch. Right. Um, even f- like from a really young age, yeah, yeah. Um, it it just gives you a, a perspective. Like sure. it, you can actually have an opinion when you've seen right. all the different things. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. When, you, when you're, you know, in a bubble and you don't know what it is outside of, you know, your own family life or your sure. own like economic standing, like, yeah, how would, how would you know what the world is like for other people? Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so I think, um, it wasn't that I necessarily had like a bad time, but it was like, I saw, I could see what was yeah, happening. You're just an aware person and yeah. could, could, could go through somebody else's experience. Mm-hmm. Were you like naturally kind of an empath like that? Like you, just looked into like other people's experience and could kind of like feel it a little bit. I mean, I think so. I think so. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I definitely grew up, um, kind of understanding that like y- you weren't invincible and that like bad things could happen. And, yeah, yeah. um, so I was always very much like, well, I just, I just want to go do all the things. Sure. And, uh, uh, were you raised yeah, um, with religion? Yeah. 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 No, I was I was raised Catholic. Pretty hardcore. Um, maybe maybe not as like hardcore as some people for sure. Like I didn't I didn't go to Catholic school. Yeah. yeah. Um. Right. But it was definitely like church every Sunday if yeah, I yeah. wanted to or not. Got confirmed even though I was like I don't right. know what this is. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Um. Like going to hell in a handbasket's totally fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. That stuff is really interesting. With like, I feel like. Again, it's another like shape of like you said. I've been to parts of the Midwest where I realize halfway through the conversation, I'm like, "Oh, I'm the first Jewish person you've ever met." Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay. I'm like, now I'm willing to like accept like kind of a weird question. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, that you weren't used to. Before. Now I know something strange might come at me because, like, literally, I'm like, I'm like an alien that just like touched down, <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah, curious yeah. about things that you've heard and stuff like that. For sure. And I, I do think that um, that taste in the world can be so illuminating for people, you know, like mm-hmm. like I had the same thing, you know. It was like um, literally went from, you know, uh, East Bridgewater, you know, like um, kids doing well, sports, like super just mainstream white Bridgewater stuff. <laughs> it's like lacrosse. It, well, big <laughs> time lacrosse, like, like literally. Like, yeah. And uh, – and then when I like started, you know, but then it, it never like settled in for me. And then eventually mm-hmm. I realized like, oh, like my parents are from New York. They're like Jewy liberals, like from the city who like just raised me in a way mm-hmm. that was like sort of ant- antithetical to like a lot of what I'm seeing right now. Yeah. Did your parents like give you uh, any insight or or was it more like we talked about before, like the rejection of it that that framed it more? It was probably the rejection of it that, that framed it more for sure. Um, I think um, when I was younger, if you had like looked at me and then looked at my parents, you would have been like, how did this happen? <laughs> like, where did <laughs> right. you come from? <laughs> um, so, so yeah, but, but I think that, you know, um, I mean, I, I went to private school, but it's not like, my family had all the money in the world, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's like, and, and so I, it wasn't, um, I know it's kind of like the m- middle of the road for the, the private school that I went to, you know? Right. So, um, 
but I think that they definitely gave me access to a lot of things while also like not necessarily spoiling me to everything, right. you know? It, awesome. So, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went ahead behind your back and I had John send me one of your new songs. Okay. <laughs> Is that okay? Oh yeah, no, so <laughs> okay. I, I would have sent them to you. Okay, totally okay. Yeah, yeah. I hit him up. I could tell he was like he was like pensive for like a second, and yeah, he was like, he's worried right, about us. Like we're all friends. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So fucking sounds awesome. Thank by you. the way, he sent me um, what was it pa- Power Bottom Power Couple? <laughs> 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 Did I just rename it? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No Power Couple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but like, and, and you're you're talking about John and Yellow, who uh, produced our. Record. I am talking about John and Yellow, the great who actually almost came to co-host this episode. I know. But well, he, couldn't he was, he was do it. so close to being here the same weekend. I know. Bummed. I know. I, I tried. I tried. Yeah. But like right off the bat, I mean, I listened to the track like five times after I got it. It's awesome. Thanks. Um, but it sounds thick. Thanks. Like, uh, what were you? What were you doing in there? Like, it sounds like a new, a bit of a new approach. Yeah. As far as like uh, just how like sounding like big rock, which you know me, like mm-hmm. I love that shit. Oh so. no, that's yeah, that, yes, that is that is what we were aiming for. So, what was like the conversation with John like going into it? Was it part of just like an idea to do it that way, or it just panned out that way? Um, I mean, it was it, it was definitely the idea to do it that way because you know it's like we, we're a guitar driven rock band, sure. and um, you know we we come from more of a punk. <laughs> More of a punk background, but um, uh, I never know what to do with my hands. <laughs> so I'm like swiveling all over yeah, the place. Like, you can see we've both spent not that much time in office chairs in our yeah, lives. Yeah, we're just like, what is this? <laughs> we should know. We're for people like you and I. We're in a, a fancy place. Yeah, this is this is this is fancy. There's not a. It, I think this is soundproof, but there's not a door, so I don't understand. There's what's like a happening. sliding glass door there. Oh, it's oh. But it's apparently, okay. when it gets a little roundy in here or out there, like people can hear each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm hearing. Gotcha. Like I said, I'm a rookie in this place. I walk in, I, I'm like. These are like all like millennials on their computers looking at analytics and shit. Like, I know. I, I don't there was know. a lot of data happening out there, so and I was like, okay, data. I don't know. So much. It's, <laughs> it's analytically driven. Mm-hmm. We could get into that's a whole nother podcast because because I love the analytics of sports. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. yeah. No, that is your whole. That that's, is your whole other. Yeah, podcast. I love like the algebra of that. But anyway, so so what was it like? Um, like, how'd you even get to know John? Like, how'd you decide to to go that way? Well, I mean, I. I had really admired his work for a long time and knowing a lot of the records that he's worked on, he was one of those people that, that for years I was just like, well, one day, one day, maybe, maybe we'll get to work with him. That would be bananas. Sure. And then, um, you know, and and he has worked with, with people who, um, people who I know and who we know. And, and, and I think he was at least vaguely aware of us, but I just emailed him. That's, That's literally yeah, how it yeah, happened. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, and, and even that, I didn't necessarily think it would all pan out. It was just sort of to see if he would be interested. Cold email, then, or did you have like a person who like no cold email, cold like email. like the contact form on his website? Get out of here! Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah, That's awesome. Yep. Quick response. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. it. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, uh, I feel like after sending him our demos, he was he was really on board and he was really psyched about the songs and um, and I think that we didn't even necessarily have to talk a lot about like 
the strategy for it necessarily gotcha. um, because a lot of it was it was just very live. Um, so, so it kind of just landed itself to that to begin with, just the songs. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, and we definitely like added a lot to it. Um, you know, it, it's not just strictly like two guitars, bass, drums, oh, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. but, um, but I think it was a really, it just seemed like a really natural process. We didn't like over, overthink it, but I would cool. just, I was just, I want these songs to sound big. Yeah. yeah. And they did. Awesome. I, I think they do. No, so. they definitely, well, I mean, I only heard the one, but it okay. definitely does. What's John's like, um, approach with, with pre-production and, and like, and how, how do you like receive criticism cool. like that? Like, well, I mean, um, you know, going into it, I, I wanted a producer on okay. it, you know, it's like, and I, it wasn't just, um, you know, finding the right recording engineer right. to translate it. So, so you're looking for someone to like get into the meteor songs with you mm-hmm. a little bit. Oh yeah. Like I, I wanted the feedback. Cool. Um, you know, we worked on demos, like my, my bandmates and I worked on demos really pretty hard, like a lot harder than we, we have in the past necessarily of, of actually like recording and mixing our own demos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I basically, I know very little about like advanced recording stuff, but yeah. I, you know, pushed myself to figure a lot of it out. So we, so at the very least we could have demos that I could send to him and say like, this is what these songs are sounding like. Sure. What do you think? And, yeah. um, we didn't have a ton of time in the studio. So all the pre-production was really through email and like revising demos and stuff like that. Um, but you know, his, his feedback was really really great but also really um open to us like not wanting to do certain things you know like if he suggested something and we were like nah it was like okay like that's oh, okay. fine yeah it's totally know? like not not a restrictive place mm-hmm. at all no it wasn't like oh you're not doing that chorus like yeah, there was yeah. none of that right but, he doesn't um, seem like that kind of guy <laughs> no. yeah but um but i feel like um you know, I, I definitely, I really trust his opinion and trusted his his feedback. And we, you know, would try everything, and it was it was really fun to work on um, ahead of time. And then we, when we got into the studio, we really knew, you know, a good eighty percent of what what was going to happen. Cool. So, and then I'm sure all that like demoing and stuff made you guys just tighter yeah. when you got there, right? And yeah, because we we had a much more solid starting point. So I'm sure with John, the day to day recording budgets are. More expensive than normal. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, just a, a little touch. bit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's, I can't. I, sometimes I hear about these bands who are like, "Yeah, we went into this studio to write for like a month, and then uh, it wasn't coming, so we went to this." I'm like, "Why don't you just? Why don't you just literally like, like hang out in your house? Yeah. Like, why don't you just <laughs> piss and burn your own money? Like, right. what the fuck are you people doing? Like, like no. you should be ready to go by the time you get in the studio. Yeah, like, or ready like, to rip. Like if like, you're if you're quote unquote writing in the studio, the studio should be like your practice space. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not not the like full studio you're yeah, paying yeah. for like by the day. That's just but, uh, the day. I think that's like the remnants of like the '80s when yeah. people were just like finding new and interesting ways to piss away money because no, they totally. knew it was all coming back. I don't. I don't get that. I mean, and I know that bands still still do that. Like some, but. It's a little yeah. antiquated, I think. Yeah. And I think the smart artists, I mean, like, look at somebody like, I, I like the new Post Malone record. I think it's really good. <laughs> cool. It's like, it's hooky and it's and it's awesome. But I think about it sometimes, you know, a guy like that is like, to some people, like the spitting image of like mainstream capitalism in like a lot of ways, just because mm-hmm. he's, he's on that, you know, pillar and, you know, right. so put yeah. up there. And I think about it, I'm like, the things I had to do 
to get successful in music and the kind of like buttons I had to push and people I had to like connect myself mm-hmm. to and all these different things, the politics I had to play to like even get anywhere. Yeah. Um, and this guy literally like made his own songs on like a fucking laptop, released him himself on like YouTube and mm-hmm. was like a millionaire by the time he was 17 with no middleman. Like, right. Well, like, that which is, is the thing. kind of punk rock, no? I mean, I th- I think as a concept, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I don't I don't know enough about his background to know just how like truly accurate that is because I feel like a lot of times you do find out that like folks like that have uh, certain connections or fuck. their parents have a ton of money. Did I just like, did I like totally like hook line and sinker by like a PR push? <laughs> I mean, maybe, I but I don't have. know. I don't know. I you should look. I, mean? like, I, I don't. I literally don't know. I, tr- I to be honest, I didn't look too deep into Posty. I just heard his new record and uh and went for it. Yeah, uh, but I did go on a wormhole after, and I was like, oh, there's a couple cool guest tracks on this, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be cool. Yeah, I'm woke, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna like go on Apple Music and look for all these new artists. Mm-hmm. Man, I couldn't get through like more than a minute of a song without listening to like some 19 year old kid tell me about getting his dick sucked. I was like, which is just it would just make me so uncomfortable. I'm like I'm like you know. I'm almost, I'll be 39 next week, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there's just certain things, I don't have a big problem with it. No, but but, it, but I, it's like, but it's just yeah, not it's, your, uh, it's not going to grace my ears today. You know? No, yeah. no. Um, so I want you to, something, I feel like you've always, um, not always because you've done some stuff off to the side, but as far as music went, you've always presented yourself in a, in a band mm-hmm. rather than a solo artist. Yeah. Like, um, how important is that to you to like, to to not be Lauren and the blah 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 or <laughs> well I mean well, Lauren like, and the Warriors yeah. well because I mean really um, you know the way Warriors is structured like my you know at this point my bandmates are are really my my bandmates sure. and, um, and you and, have exceptional bandmates y- at this point yeah yeah well and I mean we've always had like the people who are in the recording lineup and then sometimes we have fill-ins for right. for tours right, um, right, right. but it. It really always has been like, quote unquote, my band, you know, like sure. they all know that like at the end of the day, I'm the one that like is making the call on things. But Your name's um, on the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, I'm going to start holding that over. Yeah, <laughs> Whose yeah. name's on the Excuse Twitter? Excuse me, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. Uh, I said two BPM slower. Don't make me show <laughs> yeah. you the masthead again. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who is. I want to say paying you, but barely. So whatever. Oh, Frank's um, so nice. He'd probably just be like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, Frank. (laughs) Um, But uh, what's it called? I don't, yeah. It's like I, um, as much as I realize that like in today's world, people are looking at, you know, you personally as the thing that they're interested in. Yeah. I don't. I don't like when it's like just me on things yeah, like yeah, yeah. my photo on stuff. It just makes me feel real weird because that's not um, what I'm interested in, you know, um, okay. or like, does it feel what, like, like just self-promotional or like, it, it feels self-promotional, or? but it also, it's just like, I'm not, I, I don't know. It's like, I like making things and I like making things that have ended up connecting with people and yeah, i like yeah, that yeah. conversation but i'm not um 
like if I was counting on like my face to get me ahead in the world, I don't think I'd be doing real great. You know, it's like I don't think. You know what I mean? It's like I, I do I know what you mean. <laughs> so I'm just like this isn't. Uh, yeah, that was like I think I think the um, the thought came up to or like someone uh, posed the idea to like put a photo of me on the record cover, and I was like, no. I mean, I think it'd be <laughs> it badass. Like, well, I personally. mean, I don't, I don't think it's it's necessarily like cool a bad as hell, idea. though. Thank you. you know, I mean, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, I think it's probably a negative thing that I feel that way. You know, like I, but I, but I think. Um, that's I guess it's just like it's not my priority. Yeah, I'd rather I mean, I'd rather people like r- just really love our music than like yeah. care what I look like. Right, right. I mean, mm-hmm. if only we were in an industry where you could just be judged on your content. Like yeah. I wish, oh, yeah. I wish yeah. so bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. like uh, that's such a tough pill to swallow. Sometimes I, I think about that when I was younger. How many like like I was always the one who was in like a you know shitty like lanco hooded sweatshirt and you know (laughs) like just shave my own head at home and you know and like because because to me that was like punk rock that Mm -hmm. was like i don't give a shit about any of this i'm like gonna focus on all this other stuff and then i'm like doing the shows i'm booking the halls i'm like you know doing all the hardcore stuff you have to do Mm -hmm. and like the little kid from like up the mountain who shows up with liberty spikes is the one that like everybody thinks is cool yeah. and gets the attention uh-huh. and like mm-hmm. and you know at the time the young ladies liked and stuff and I'm like I guess I'm gonna go to the diner again with like my three friends yeah. and, you know because we're actually doing something yeah it's been a strange like pill to swallow where I've realized going navigating through this industry how like how impossible it is to avoid and like the people yeah. who do avoid it. There are some great artists who so diligently avoid it, they may diligently hurt themselves. Yeah. Which, like, sucks. I mean, it sucks Mm -hmm. that that's the reality, but, like, do you think you do have to find some middle ground in that in order to, like, find, like, not even, like, commercial success, but enough success to just do this for fucking living? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I think... I'm not so scared of it that I'm like, no one look at me, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like no, yeah, one, you know, yeah. I don't, um, I don't entirely think of it that way, but I guess it's like, I don't, um, uh, the, the thought of it being like a solo project, like, like Lauren and the whatever <laughs> is like, uh, I, I guess that just hasn't been my context. Like right. I like it. It's like the the music that I make and perform, I like being as a band and yeah. not as like a solo pop artist or something, sure. you know. Um, I'm sure it could be, yeah. Um, you know, like that I, I could very e- just as easily have like put out this record just with my name on it. Sure. And plenty of people do that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just not, um, yeah, it's just like not, it. it's not my gut instinct. So I just, I guess I kind of trust that. Yeah. But I also, I mean, like I, um, you know, it's like I use social media. I like write back to people. I, you know, like <laughs> yeah. engage with it for sure. sure so, yeah, yeah. You're not like um, a hidden presence at all. No, no. no. no but, and, and, but the thing is like, I, I know, I do know people who I think are incredibly talented who are like, oh, don't look at me. Yeah. Don't give me that attention. I don't want to be 
like quote unquote popular. I don't want like attention from the music industry. I think it's like weirdly self promotional. And I'm like, do you want to play music for the rest of your life or not? Like, I mean, or I mean, like, uh, perform and tour and stuff. And if you're like, if you're not interested in that, fine, cool. Like, I sometimes wish I didn't like have to do this, but yeah, exactly. You know, but I want to. Um, but, um, but it, but it is, it's, it, it can be sad to me when I, when I see super talented folks like think that it's bad if people like their music you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> i'm like um yeah yeah okay yeah but but anyway i think i think i was like you know i was always the one when like gaslight was coming up that was like the resistor to like anything you know mm-hmm. what i mean like any next step any like thing i was always the one who's like oh guys uh oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, like and i had some serious punk rock scruples mm-hmm. about what we were doing and then it did get to a point where I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, all these motherfuckers are making a ton of money around this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Like, like, and yep. and there is a point you have to start thinking about certain things literally just to not get played. You know, yeah. like, literally, well, like. Because I think there, you know, there's a big difference to be in it for the money. Right. And to just be in it to keep doing it. Right. And I, th- sure. and I think that, um, you know, I also came from, like, super punk background that you would never like officially work with a label oh, or yeah. like you know have someone promote your record to radio yeah, and like yeah, to yeah. college radio so that's like that would just it's no like a press photo like what yeah. are you talking and and um you know i definitely still have a line you know sure. there are things i yeah, don't want to do but like um at the end of the day i just want to be able to keep doing this and feel good about it and yeah. um that doesn't look like what I thought it would look like when I was 17. Right. How can it? Yeah, no. Yeah, how can you even be able to see the world you don't even know yet? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and I didn't. And it's like no one, yeah, it's like when I was that age, no one told me that right. I could be doing the things that I'm doing right now. I had no idea. Yeah, or what it would look like. Oh, no. I thought everybody was the Metallica Nothing Else Matters video. <laughs> That's what I thought when it was successful. It was like, you just hang around. Yeah. You shoot hoops. <laughs> <laughs> go like, to the studio. Just, like life of leisure. <laughs> just you know? brush your hair, play some music on a, on occasion. Yeah. You know what no, a life. No one tells you that it's like hours and hours of admin. I know. You know? I know. Well, we didn't all get the Metallica one million dollar no. signing bonus. No. You know <laughs> what a life. Um, do you like? Do you envision yourself as a guitar player first? Or no. a singer for always song songwriter singer, songwriter singer first. or songwriter yeah so no, guitar not, is I, just uh, a I am I am a solid rhythm guitarist okay so yeah. it's just a mechanism to it's, get it's the song to write song. yeah yeah gotcha. I mean and I can write leads and stuff but I don't yeah. shred I, I barely riff you know <laughs> well I was gonna say though because there's a couple songs you know the new one that John sent me mm-hmm. and then I'm listening to the like the possibility and songs like mm-hmm. that and I could see where. Um, uh, the guitar melody could have come before the vocal melody. Is that, yeah. is that the case? I mean, sometimes there's definitely a lot of songs where I'll write the basics for the guitar lead. Like I have that in my head, and I'll I'll write that out. But um, but I don't. Um, yeah, it's like I don't think of that as even necessarily being a guitar thing. Like a lot of that mm. on this record. Like I actually wrote a lot of it on piano. Okay. Um, and some of the um. A lot of the songs have like uh, kind of piano as uh, as part of the rhythm section, you know, as cool. part of like the bass. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Some nice steady notes going through. Yeah, and, and, like and, and, and like some leads too. So cool. I think that like yeah, it's my playing guitar is really 
more about the song than it is about the instrument necessarily. Okay. So, um, and when you're when you're writing uh, words and you're writing a song, you know, is it is it your initial goal to make sure you're writing a po- like a catchy song with a hook, or is it your initial goal to make sure that you're getting the lyrics and the message like across in a certain way? Um, I'm well. I mean, I I tend to write songs around a hook or like around not even a hook but like a line that i'll get stuck in my head like a line and a melody and then i kind of build things out around that i don't very often sit down and think like i'm gonna write a song about this now it's you know it's it's more the um like yeah i'll I'll like start humming a line like or like a uh like a clever phrase or something they'll be like that's a lyric you know and and go from there what do you what do you like jot those things down on? Do you have like do you use your phone? You like sketchpad or something? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll like a lot of times if you see me like uh, like texting in the middle of a band, I'm like pretty <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. I'm not texting. I'm yeah, writing, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. writing lyrics. Um, I have the same issue sometimes. Yeah, yeah I'm like I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Um, but, or like I have a notebook journal that like when I when I start like writing songs for a record, I'll I just I journal a lot and I yeah. I write stuff down in it in a like a notebook for the record. When you journal, like, do you um do you have like a a disciplined like like journaling schedule? Like, do you journal every day? Like the same. I know some I people do it in kind of like a meditative way or something. Like, I I wish I did. I have over the years, but I don't. Um, I haven't been. Yeah. Um, but I do. Um, I think that journaling has definitely helped my songwriting because when I when I'll start writing, um, writing more often, a lot of times I'll go back and like highlight things and, yeah. and grab stuff out. Um, and actually, when we were working on our first record, um, that uh, we worked on with Laura Jane Grace, right. that that was that was something that she actually um, was talking about, or that um, I kind of picked up from her a little bit. But um, she was saying that like journaling really. Uh, helped her hmm. like lyric writing process or songwriting from what I remember. Sure. Um, and so then I, I definitely started started doing that uh, even just in little chunks. And it you know it it helps you see what's on your mind. Yeah, you know? sure. And even just the practice of writing can't <laughs> hurt ever, right? Right. Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah. It's like the Vonnegut believed in that. He thought like even if you didn't have a uh, like a rush of creativity. It was still necessary for an artist to like sit oh, yeah. down and like make sure you were grinding through your practice every day. So no, when the creativity really does strike, then you actually like know what to do with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or I mean, I, um, I mean, I, I really do try to, uh, be as disciplined about it as I can, whether that's writing or drawing or like working on songs right. and stuff like, spending a, even a little bit of time every day doing it 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 really can be a game changer like sure. it, you know um because then you have the space to play around with things and you're not sitting there thinking like crap i have three hours to right. write a thing yeah, now yeah. you know sure um, i feel like this day and age too it's like it's it's almost when you even allow yourself the time to just unplug from anything mm-hmm. for even like 10, 15 minutes. Like yeah. sometimes I even like, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go sit in this room for 10 minutes mm-hmm. with nothing yeah. and make sure that I'm just like running through a few things that are definitely like 
piled up in the brain here mm-hmm. and if they just stay there and i keep playing fucking word racer or something like <laughs> yeah it's like this is never going anywhere and it's yeah. gonna maybe come out in some weird creepy way you know i think that's part of the thing that might be going on with like you know social politics and stuff mm-hmm. like that is like we are so distracted all the time that i think it leads to almost a non-nuanced Look at mm-hmm. things if you never have a chance to like sit back and think about yeah. the thing you just read. Not like processing your feelings ever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like this made sure. me feel a certain way. Why? Mm-hmm. That's something important to think about. <laughs> yeah. Especially if yeah. something pisses you off. No, It's for important sure. to think like, why did this piss me off? Yeah. Like, you know? And I think that's one of the strange things with like confirmation bias and stuff happening is like, if someone mm-hmm. says something that really pisses you off, like... They probably got to you a little bit. Yeah. It's or, like, they, why or they said they, something yeah. that you already feel like you haven't, you know, your Achilles heel is like a little open yeah. about or something. Yeah. And, then, and then it makes you just like. It's like getting defensive about stuff. It's like, exactly. well, they were probably a little right if you're getting this defensive exactly. about it. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he's in prayer. I read um, something you wrote or not said in an interview that, you know, activism is mm-hmm. super important to you. And that part of it is uh, being disciplined enough to like read the news every day. Like yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are days like I am on like the news or Twitter for like mm-hmm. five or ten minutes. And like and I'm such a sensitive person in a lot of ways that like it's like a game changer for me. Like it fucks like my day up. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like I'll literally be, you know, I'll be cooking for my kids, getting them out of the house and then have this and this and this going on. And then I'll like check this thing and I'll be like, mother. Fucker. And yeah. I'll like just start stewing about different things. And then all of a sudden I'm like a little bit of like a worse parent. You know what I mean? So I'm almost just like in a bad mood little, to other people. Yeah. Or I start to get unfocused mm-hmm. on the things I'm actually like working on and, the, you know, the things that are important. Like, um, and so, so I know some people who like, who kind of opt out of the news, you know, where they're mm-hmm. like, I emotionally can't handle this. Right. Is that like, but is that privilege oh, when you can opt out of the news? Yeah, I mean, compl- I mean, I I can understand someone saying like, you know what, I'm not gonna be on certain social media anymore. Right. I'm not, you, you know, like a lot of people. Yeah, like do that because sign off because they can't handle the constant barrage of of people that they disagree with or, right. you know, whatever that interaction is. Like, I I, I can understand that, mm-hmm. who, kind of whoever you are, no matter what your sure. level of privilege is. But um, but I think it's, it is a bummer when I hear people say, like, oh, I don't, I don't read the news or I don't pay attention. I'm like, what, like, dream world are you living yeah. in where you can just not understand what's going on or not care to chime in or vote or go do any, do anything? Um you know, to help the situation. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, it's, I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, I, I understand taking care of yourself, you know, and, and caring about your family and knowing that like, okay, if I'm going to go on uh, Facebook in the morning and then it's going to ruin my day and right. I'm going to be like snippy with my family, yeah, then, like yeah. maybe don't do that. But right. like, yeah. um, but yeah, I can't, I, I can't wrap my mind around it when people are like, oh, I don't, it's fine. Yeah. We're f- like, I, I don't read it. It bothers me sure. too much. It's like, well, yeah, good for you, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> nice. That sounds nice. Yeah. yeah it sounds it's like, nice. must, must be great to be you. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> nice that you're allowed to do that. 
Yeah, I mean, I run into the same issue. I mean, I've been a news junkie ever since, like, the first Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Like, I became morbidly obsessed with what was happening. I couldn't understand why, if people were getting bombed over there, why it can't happen here. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of... And from that point on, like, I could never not read the news. Mm-hmm. But I do see an issue happening right now which is like on the same concept like i live in jersey city mm-hmm. you know i i don't even know where to fucking find a trump supporter you know what right. i mean like yeah. like there's none around me like and no, if they no. are they're hiding in plain sight yeah. you know i mean i'm sure there's some i've seen yeah, the, no, i've seen I the mean, percentages sure, there are yeah. people who vote for him there um but it's like i could wake up in the morning not go on any of that stuff and go outside and Basically, everything that's happening in the world around me, my country, all these things, it's not having a direct effect on me. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't. And I'm almost amazed it hasn't yet. You know what I mean? The fact that because I'm like a straight guy with like a family mm-hmm. who lives in a nice area and I own my place already and like stuff like that, there hasn't been anything that's happened yet that has literally directly affected me. Mm-hmm. So, it, it it does take like a almost like a a morbid discipline to like <laughs> make sure that I'm like being exposed to the things that I know are out there, even though I don't see it on my doorstep. Yeah. Well, but but the thing is, I think that even if you aren't necessarily being um, like incredibly adversely affected by specific legislation that's happening, you know people who are. Oh no, I'm affected know. emotionally. I'm affected oh, no, no, greatly. Oh no, no, yeah, but I mean, yeah. but like. I mean, you know, if if you haven't like specifically seen your taxes go up or you haven't lost health care or right. you haven't like been under threat of being deported, like, yeah. you know, even if those things aren't like materially affecting your life, like you definitely know people that it is. 100%, and like, yeah. Um, and I think that I watched my aunt weird. get married and unmarried, literally oh, like yeah. her mm-hmm. marriage revoked, you know, and then had to go to another oh, state right. and yeah. get married. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've definitely I've seen it. So you so you see it of course, and, and yeah. it would be. It would be as if you were ignoring that. Right. You know. Sure. Um, or, you know. Can you give yourself like a cheat day? <laughs> like like how like workout people do? Like six days a week, I'm news guy. I'm in it. Well, I mean. And then like one day you're just like I'm out. I mean, there's certainly, yeah. <laughs> this is my pizza I day. I think we probably need that. As yeah, a, like, exactly. Like, can we just have a day where, like, he doesn't do or say something yeah. just horrible? Like, meatless Mondays. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, I mean, I wish. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Me- I mean, and there are days I don't listen to the Daily. Media-free Mondays. You know, you know what's that? <laughs> there are days I don't listen to the Daily. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> then I'm like, I can't today. Yeah, I just can't stomach it right now. Um but, no, but, but I that hear doesn't you. mean that it doesn't stop. No, it's true. You know? It's a good point. And, and it's, it's like, it's something about politics I can't understand is like, like, I feel like even if you're just like a generally conscious and empathetic mm-hmm. person that like, you could just like understand what's happening in other people and not yeah. like it and feel something. Right. And like, that's the thing that I can never understand about mm-hmm. the way people talk is like, I'm like, you know, you're talking about like actual people, right? Yeah. Like it's people like people just like you, you <laughs> yeah. know, like who are. Or it's like um, when people think that uh, like, cer- you know, certain things are happening to like, oh, well, it's like other people that like not not us or not our friends or like not our community or whatever. It's like these these like, quote unquote, other people. I'm like, who are you talking? Like, yeah, they're actual people. I just don't. Yeah. Well, and 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 it goes down to the basic concept too. It's always 
if you look in like the history of like fascism and stuff, it's always mm-hmm. the the centrists who wind up tipping it the wrong way. Yeah, because no, they're yeah. the the large group of people who could actually stand in the way from something happening. Mm-hmm. But since it doesn't affect them, them, yeah, yeah. So this whole this whole thing. I'm glad we just talked about this because now I'm recommitted to making sure. <laughs> okay, <I read>. good. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just know some. I do know some people who literally have like, who have like mental disorders and things like mm-hmm. that, where like, like they they walk such a fine line every day mm-hmm. between just being able to like get up and get through the fucking day. Mm-hmm. That like something like that can tip them the other way, and I guess yeah. I feel that way sometimes, and I think. I just wonder, I'm like, does everyone have to be a revolutionary? You know what I mean? Like, some people just aren't up for it. No, well, but I, I mean, I think that, um, you know, not not everyone can do all of the things that they want to do from that standpoint. Or, like, that they would do if they right. could, you know. Um, and I, But I think that um, my concern or, like, my point of view on that is always just that like well if you are if you are able to do something you know um if you can take care of yourself and take care of your family and your friends and like and then you have time to like go show up at a rally or go show up at a march or give money to an organization because you have an extra five bucks you know um or volunteer or like that there are a lot of ways that you can be involved if you can yeah if you can't that's okay too but it's not, um, it's not something to just be like, nah. Right. <laughs> like, right, right, right. I don't feel like that's going to bum me out. Sure, so I'm not going to do right, it. You know, right. like it's you not shouldn't that handle kind of it thing. passively. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, it's, it's serious. But, but I, but I think that like you know, taking taking care of yourself and your mental health will, in the end, positively affect the rest of the world. Yeah. You know. Um, so, so there's that as a Sometimes very basic I, starting yeah, point. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes I think like that's the most punk rock thing you can do these days mm-hmm. is like, if you can keep yourself out of like the systems of like big pharma and big <laughs> yeah. food and mm-hmm. stuff like that and actually get through life without like being tied into, uh, Eastern medicine and being like, you know, tied into things like that. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Western. Western I was like, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're like being tied into stuff like that, I feel like those are. It's it's almost like um, there's people who scream like, "I don't want a fucking tax on my sodas. I want a 72 ounce soda. That's <laughs> that's my right as an American. Yeah. But it's like not my right as an American to like not pay for your fucking diabetes medication in, in 20 years, yeah. which is going to happen mm-hmm. because everything tells us it's gonna, mm-hmm. you know? And that's like, sometimes I feel like almost being off the grid a little bit yeah. and staying out of the system is almost like the most punk rock thing we can do these days. Like take care of yourself and like stay out of all of it. Like don't even let them get their hands on you, <laughs> you know? Well, but I mean, I guess, um, Maybe I don't entirely understand what you're saying, but um, <laughs> because I mean, I, 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 I feel like I am already tied in with that, but it's mm-hmm. like, and, and I think that part of taking care of yourself can be having to do that, sure. you know, um, but, but it is like, if you, um, 
yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Just like you, you can be a better person to your immediate community that can set an example for people if you are taking care of yourself. Yes. You know? And that that's not to say that like everyone is able to take care of themselves. You know what that's I mean? Like, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if, if you're, I don't, I don't know. So wait, like, this is basically my slow ascension into being <laughs> like an old fuck in a rocking chair in the middle of the woods yeah. saying, leave me alone. I think yeah. that's like what I'm getting closer to. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually that leads to my next question. Cool. So, <laughs> so I saw on Twitter, I'm, I'm actually quoting Twitter, oh, the devil now. Uh, it was about the Harvey Weinstein thing the other day. If oh, nobody no. saw it, yeah. like oh. that fucking courageous woman who actually like stood just, up there and did I that. Just, yeah. Like I was like trembling, like watching her do it. That upset me so much. Cause it was like, how hard must have that been? How, okay. How hard must have that been for her to get up in front of him and say anything to I him, know. anything to him in the first place, but specifically because the organizer, I mean, I don't want to spread the wrong thing. I, I, I read that the organizers invited him. Oh, is that and, right? Or that, or that he, you know, it wasn't like he just decided to wander in. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. Um, Which doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, why would that guy be walking into something like yeah, that? And yeah, they, yeah, and yeah. they asked the performers not to say anything. Oh. But how, I just don't understand, and I mean, I, I do understand that, you know, that not everyone would be up in arms about him sure. being there, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's like, in my ideal world, Every single one of the people performing would stand up and be like, "Fuck no, get the fuck out!" Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I would. There's no. There's no world in which I would have been in that room and not probably gotten myself arrested. Right. Like sure. I just. There's. There's no way. And yeah, I. Yeah. And I. Um. It's. It's just. It's disappointing that the world is. It's in a place where you feel too intimidated and too pressured and too awkward to, um, just raise hell. Yeah. yeah like yeah. just. I don't care about the legal system and due process and innocent until proven guilty. He's a monster. Somebody should have thrown a glass of water in his face <laughs> at least. Like, there's just, yeah. I, I the, got so angry. Who's the douchebag that. in the middle who's like, shut up? Yeah, it was, was so like, weird. I'm like, what jock like, is out there? Yeah, like, it's Jesus. like, well, but it's, but it's also like, you can It's probably one of his little see, flunkies, you know? Who, but it's like, you couldn't see him on the camera. Right. You know, or on on the thing, but I would like to think that like everyone he was with is now like, oh, you're that guy, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or they're payrolled by him, and yeah. you know what I mean. Like, and they will let it go because of that. Yeah. So I saw the tweet. I, I want to just to be clear from the start, so it doesn't sound like I'm taking the other position because uh-huh. I'm not. Yeah. Um. Somebody like that who not only his story and what he's done is so clear. Oh, yeah. so factual yeah. and so like well told now that like there's not really gray area in no. that one and that guy showing up to a place like that especially so soon without ever showing any form of like remorse or anything like he's just a total mm-hmm. diabolical type yep. so that being said I want you to know I think her saying something to the guy or people yelling him out of the room was wildly appropriate that yeah. night oh, yeah. and I'm for it mm-hmm. Here's my issue. I saw the tweet. It says, it should be a lesson from day one that when you see a monster in public, you raise hell and do not let them have a moment of peace. Survivors or anyone shouldn't have to be in a public space with that awful human, fuck Harvey Weinstein, and his enablers. Again, totally agree with Mm -hmm. it. Um, And then I saw last night Trump uh, at the World Series, (sighs) 
and the entire crowd yep. booing and yelling, lock him up. As much as I hate Trump mm-hmm. and as much as I hate the far right, the thing that scares me about this is I see that, right? And mm-hmm. I see the lock him up chant. And the first thing I think about is like somebody 500 miles away from here on their couch repolishing their fucking gun because like because it, it, it's setting up yeah. something like that. And And I had something recently that kind of shook me about this mm-hmm. and, and I'll tell you about it. So I was in... The venue, you, um, you certainly know the venue in Pittsburgh, uh, Mr. Roboto. Yeah, 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 yeah which yeah. is the greatest, such yeah. a cool little venue. Like, no, I awesome. love it. Um, and I see a flyer that says in like York, Pennsylvania, a anti-racist advocate was killed. Oh, yeah. And they showed a photo of some suspected like white power people mm-hmm. in this group and this like kind of crew shot of one of them. And I'm looking at the picture, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, some fucking big boys in that picture. Yeah. I'm like, those are some fucking, like, rough dudes Mm -hmm. in that picture. Mm -hmm. Guys, like, I don't want to fuck with. You know what I mean? They just have that, like, look to me. I know, like, their deal. And then I'm looking around the venue, and I'm seeing, like, young punk kids, trans kids, people trying to be in a safe place, Mm -hmm. trying to figure themselves out. Like, everything that that we appreciate about punk rock in a Mm -hmm. space like that. But I had this weird A and B that I never saw it clearly. I'm like, holy fuck, like, we're just outmanned. We're (laughs) outgunned. We're outviolenced. We're out Mm -hmm. everything. And if we can't retain the current constructs that protect us, we are fucked. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I'm getting scared about the most is like... Is like I'm all for full on fucking black mass political activism right mm-hmm. now, but I wonder and I get afraid that if and when the shit actually hits the fan, which mm-hmm. to me is going to be the unresolved election of 2020, yeah. which he'll never accept the results. Oh yeah, like what the fuck is going to happen? And that that's the thing that that's my whole point to this is like. How do we remain so vigilant mm-hmm. while trying to retain a peaceful outcome? Because if it came to violence, we're fucked. Yeah. Well, That's basically what I'm saying. I, I guess I feel like, you know, I don't, <coughs> I just don't think it should be acceptable to, uh, to do certain things and to be able to, um, be without remorse and go about your daily life. Yeah, you know, or like to 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 go about um like a public sure uh it, engagement with people. Yeah, like here you I know? am. Yeah. look at me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think that things like telling people to get out that they are not welcome in certain spaces. Like even, even like you're saying at Mr. Roboto project or like DIY spaces or like venues that, that are, um, you know, that have safer space policies and, mm-hmm. you know, we don't accept this kind of speech here. Sure. We don't accept it. If like, you know, you're going to threaten somebody or, you know, be disrespectful to someone, um, like you set up those expectations about right. the people in your community. And, and I think that, um, you know, the more, 
there are spaces like that and that we're saying, like, you are not welcome here. Yeah. The more people can understand that, like, just because they're in a room with their buddies that are saying stupid shit all the time doesn't mean that, like, the majority of the country think that that's okay. Right. You know, and and I, um, you know, I don't think that, like, violence is the answer. I don't necessarily think that, like— you know, someone shitty showing up to a show deserves to get beaten up. I just don't think they should be there. You right. Know? Um, so, but sometimes you beating know, them up is the only way to keep them from coming. Well, but but I don't like. I, I don't watched entirely that. Agree. I watched huh. that in the nineties. Like I watched yeah. literally skinheads get kind of beat out of the hardcore scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they weren't going out <laughs> without you know, like without a fight. They would, well, but that's also I. I would like to think that like that can be on them you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that that like i see that the um like if you set it up that if if someone like that like if a nazi shows up at a show if you're starting the conversation by just like throwing a punch right then, right, right then that's like then that's how you're starting to handle it so you think you should attempt to engage it yeah sure i mean even if it's yelling at them to leave right it's still like it's it's not just immediately like ganging up on them. Right. Like we had um we played a show in in Canada where um Proud Boys showed up. Ugh. But like by accident. They right, just right, wanted right. to go to a show. And so they yeah, wanted, right, right. Like, yeah. they were, and I didn't even know it until after after it all happened. Um that Was this a headline show? Um Yeah, sort of, well it was it was at a bar, um it was, I mean, it was, it was a fairly small show, but it was yeah. like our show. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, they, they had to pay at the door, but they sure. had a bunch of money. They were like, oh, whatever, fine. Yeah. Paid for it. Came in, had a few drinks, and <laughs> bartender was like, uh, what? And, like, the crowd was like super punk, super queer. They, within, like, by the time they finished the drink, they could totally tell that, like, they were not in just, like, any bar. Yeah, right, right, right. And, no one said anything. No, like no one approached them. But they got the dirtiest looks. Yeah, yeah. And ever, like people made it very clear that like, what the hell were you doing? They just here? fell on the outside. by, yeah. by default. Yeah, yeah, sure. And they left. Really? Yeah, but hmm. but you could tell. I I mean, from what people told me, it it went down that they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go now. You know? Right, right, right. Um, like- not like because we, necessarily they felt physically threatened, but they don't, sure. you know, you don't know. Didn't feel welcome. No. Right. But you shouldn't, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, sure. I don't feel any, um, any responsibility to make, like, sexist, racist jerks feel of welcome. Course. Of course. Know? Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, yeah, we came from a scene that literally, like, I mean, that's the sad part about it, isn't it? Is, like, honestly, half the, the people I came up with... And I, I think I imagined hardcore as something it wasn't when I was a kid. Yeah. I really did, yeah. you know. And now that I look back, I do realize how how white, how male the mm-hmm. scene I was involved oh, in was. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's intense. Yep. Like, like you can't even. I look through old pictures and I'm like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize while I was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, when you're younger, like you I'm know, a little I'm, trash yeah. bag Jewish kid from Bradley Gardens. I was just like having fun, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> like the. I realize now that the things that were so important to me mm-hmm. about the hardcore scene, the things that really drew me into it, which yeah. was community and unity and like animal rights and like 
um, uh, inclusivity for, for sure. anyone who feels like going to a show. Like to me, shows were like outcast paradise. You know yeah. what I mean? This is where we come because yeah. we have nowhere else to go. And then I realized like half the guys who were at the shows and they were dancing, they were doing that thing. They weren't attracted to that. They right. were attracted to the violence. Mm-hmm. They were attracted to the breakdowns. They were people who like weren't cool just like me and needed community. Yeah. Needed a whole bunch of people to spend a Saturday with. Mm-hmm. But but when they got further and further away from the hardcore scene and that influence, I saw them a lot of them like kind of revert back to childhood models and and just be that. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and where the things that meant so much to me like apparently never never got yeah. into them no you know? no for sure um yeah and and i mean i think that that is the thing it's like you know a lot of people want to say like oh you know we're all on the scene and we're all on the same page it's like no we're not no, <laughs> no, no. we're really not yeah we're not yeah. um i mean I, I want it to be that way you know yeah, yeah. and and you keep working for it to be like that but um but I, I guess that's the thing it's like i just i want it uh i want it to be easier to talk about things so that it's just completely unacceptable sure to treat people a certain way yeah yeah i'm just getting to the point i really i'm getting more and more convinced that violence is going to be part of this outcome yeah i'm not looking forward to it yeah I'm not, me you know, neither I'm not, uh, and that's where i'm like i'm like are we just wasting our time chanting <laughs> when these fucking people are like burying holes in their backyards with like 150 ar 15s and like yeah. the types of things that they're up to i've literally had and this is a response. I um, I was trolled on Twitter by Nazis like a couple times, Ugh. like where those like coordinated troll oh, attacks yeah. came really? at me, where like That's nuts. literally like forty people at once were sending mm-hmm. me like "Hail Hitler's" and "Go back to Israel" and these giant hook nose pictures and like really like vile stuff, you know. That's awful. And um, at first, before I got my head wrapped around it, it, it shook me pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Like I was. And half because, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, this still exists. Great. You know, but half also because, like, I come from a world where I'm used to, like, what did you call me? I'm going to punch you in the face. And that's not even possible. I'm like, is this, like, a real person I need to be worried about? Is this a 14-year-old in Bangladesh who's just getting paid to write a bunch of Mm -hmm. random shit? Like, I don't know. (laughs) So it's hard to to, to gauge. Mm -hmm. But at that time... I come from a family like so, so far to one side. I wasn't allowed to have water guns. I wasn't allowed yeah. to watch G.I. Joe's. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah. like really, like anything that promoted war or violence was like not okay in yeah. my house. Um, and here I am finding myself filling out gun purchasers' ID forms while like my hand is just like I can feel like the philosophical dilemma in <laughs> yeah. my hand, like mm-hmm. when I'm filling this thing out and I still haven't sent it in, but it's like, it's like I'm in this deep rut right now between what I philosophically want right, and what I realistically think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the whole thing I brought up with like the Weinstein thing and yeah. Trump at the world series and this is like, if violence is going to be the end of this, what, should should punks be doing more to prepare to like to organize like like I mean like what could we be doing more I I don't I I don't I don't 
think I really know the answer to that because I think um, it's been a long time since someone, um, you know, since it was the days of, you know, Nazis showing up to the punk show and people having to have a fist fight. Like, yeah. I don't, I haven't seen that. And I mean, maybe yeah. it's just the places I go, but like, oh, it's been a you while. know, yeah, yeah. I don't, you, you don't hear about that as much. Um, and I think that I, I would like to just be pleasantly surprised if it ever does happen that, um, that folks would like know how to have each other's backs. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't, I, I just, cause I don't want to consider that sort of violent reality, uh, enough to, um, I don't know. I, cause I don't want to say that I, I don't want to be worried about it because that's a privileged place and that's also just naive. Right. Um, but, um, but I think that, uh, I just hope it doesn't come to that. I just hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah, because I don't. Because like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, everyone should get a weapon or something. Because I don't want. Because you don't want to um, necessarily promote that if it's not necessary. Of course, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you feel like you need that, do it. You know, like everyone should make their own decision about that kind of well, stuff. Well, I don't know what like, the fuck I'm going to do with the thing, yeah. even when I got it. You know what I mean? No. That, that's part of it for me. Yeah, it's like you know, I abandon the idea of home security or something. I'm like. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an old man who's never held one. You know what I mean? The idea that I'm going to walk around my house at night like MacGyver or something is <laughs> yeah. just naive. Like, it's not real. Mm-hmm. It's more in this, like, kind of, hey, get in the car, we're getting the fuck out of here sort no, of scenario. That is, that, I mean, honestly, and I think I, maybe, like, I have, like, that thing because my family was Jewish, is Jewish, and, like, came out, out of the hot and came to America. Mm-hmm. Like, just this idea that, like, it happens. And it how happens, quickly it, happen. it happens yeah. and, like, how similar some of the things are playing out. And, you know, the idea that um, something like Kristallnacht was – that wasn't, like, the military uprising. That was that was an angry mob of citizens, essentially, mm-hmm. who bought the propaganda enough to go mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. You know, um, like – uh, the civil rights movement, as much as we want to, like, talk about Martin Luther King and how mm-hmm. great he was, like, not all that much happened until people started burning down their cities. Yeah. And there was Malcolm mm-hmm. X and there was violence. And uh, uh, Gandhi, like, he, he didn't achieve any types of goals until the British were sick of fighting wars and there was violent Indian yeah. uprising. And, like, it always seems to be a part of it if you, mm-hmm. like, if you look into history. and No, for, I mean, and, and I guess... Um like the the thought I've been having is that you know I don't have a car, <laughs> I I I don't I don't have a car. Yeah, I, I can't afford a car. Right, <laughs> I don't have one. And at least whether, you know how to rent a van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, honestly, it's like I feel probably feel the safest when we're on tour because right. I'm like I'm I can I yeah. can get myself somewhere and and you know. Um, the mountains are right there. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I can <laughs> get out. Yeah. And whether it's like a natural disaster or something bad happening, uh, you know, or something else bad happening, um, like I can't get myself out. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, that scare that scares me in a way that um, I is is a new thing mm-hmm. because that sort of mobility, no matter who you are, always is a negative. Thing. Like not having, of course, a certain level of mobility. Um, is is not great, but um, but 
in the current climate, it def- it, it scares me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, I need to be able to get in a car and go. You get some wheels. And that's, I mean, that is, that's scary. I never thought I would see that in my lifetime. Yeah. I actually be a little afraid. Like, I'm buying water. Right. <laughs> like, every time I go to the grocery yeah, store, yeah. I, just, I, I buy, like, giant things of water. Well, maybe it's, like, a simple choice, you know? that That's what I come down to is, like, sure, the... The outcome that there could be violence Mm -hmm. and the outcome that people could kill each other over this or divide or something like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it might happen. But like, I I try to think if we're the righteous people, if we're the people who actually believe in like a different way of living, Mm -hmm. a different way of treating each other and a different way of moving society forward, that is like the engagement in that type of activity lowering our expectation of what we're actually supposed to be. And you're actually better yeah. off sticking to the righteous path. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, instead of uh, a bunch of people who've never taken arms, trying to take up arms against people who've been obsessed with arms their entire life. Right. It's like I have no chance against right. that kind of thing. Right. Is the better course to just stay yeah. our course and like, and try to, achieve that better world for ourselves and hope people come along with it yeah i well i guess it's like this is just like echoing in my head right now like i am more terrified of climate change sure i am like like almost irrational so that's where your water your water Mm -hmm. stuff is coming from Mm -hmm. that well uh i mean it's coming from a lot lot (laughs) but um (laughs) but you know it's like i live in southern california like it, it, everything's on fire and yeah. there are earthquakes all the time yeah. and, or like, you know, more than here. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the fact that I don't have a car, I can't get myself out. I can't like the seas rise and I'm fucked. So right. you're just like, okay. Like, yeah. but this is, this is the world we live in now. And the more time that goes by, the more I'm like, should I be driving inland? Like what, you know, it's just, it's just, it's very yeah. scary to think about. So when I think about like, yeah. Oh, are we going to like have, uh, violence because of anything that's happening politically. I think that um, what we're about to deal with is going to be obviously politically related, but like much more of a the the earth right yelling at Swallowing us than itself. yeah yeah huh I don't know Eureka <laughs> I think you I have be like an... apocalyptic on this on this podcast I think like, I have I'll an go idea down I think I have an idea. <laughs> Why, like I've been a little unnerved by the fact that I haven't seen more like uh, not grandstanding, but like a unified voice from like the punk community kind of like I thought during something like this, we were going to see more of like less like people barking mm-hmm. and more like a huge group of people barking the same thing. Like I thought like a movement was going to maybe happen. And I do think it's happened, but it hasn't been organized into like one place that i think where where maybe like a a punk rock group could swing a vote you know or or something like that and maybe do we need a compound (laughs) so we go inland we go 100 miles inland on each coast gonna grab some friends and yeah yeah. everyone's got to buy in you either buy in a certain amount or you donate a skill Mm -hmm. you have you know yeah uh (laughs) 
and then and then we start these things. But build. I think we've ha- we've we've done this before. Compounds <laughs> never <know>? work. They <laughs> never work. I know it's always the original group of people are awesome, and then they do it awesome for like some fifteen years, and, and then like, some jerk moves. It in. sounds like a punk house. I know. <laughs> I, you always hear the hippie stories too. Yeah, those old hippie compounds. Like, is there one that's still going? Oh yeah, no, yeah, there, yeah. Yes. there are some right. Mm-hmm. We gotta talk to those people. Yeah, they I'll actually, go live on one. You know? They actually stuck with it. Mm-hmm. They're still there. It's, it's bananas. This is the move. Inland, yeah. compound. Yeah. Inland Let's compound. Let's do it. I'm into it. Um, so I read today that Louis C.K. has oh, just no. announced another tour. Um, really? Yeah, like he announced like a 14-show tour. And I saw you know, the Twitter person saying, oh, look, he really like suffered for what he did. And now he's you know, in this and that. Um like a guy like him, is there a path to redemption and what is it? Because clearly like the way he went about it was grossly wrong if there is a way to go about it because he never showed much contrition. He got up fairly soon afterwards and did a stand-up that kind of like doubled down rather yeah. than like showed anything. Um, is there like a world where he could have had a path back. Like, what would someone like that need to show? I don't, it's like, I don't know about him specifically, but I I will say that I I am somebody that really believes in accountability and that it is not always black and white of, like, you did a bad thing and now you are ostracized for the rest of your life, no matter what. Um, I I think that there's gray area and, um, you know, uh... That, that people are capable of changing. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, just like as a concept. Right. Um, so I think, I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely a, a clearly a better way to handle that. Yeah. And uh, going, going on a 14-day tour when you really haven't demonstrated the kind of accountability and remorse and change that I think a lot of people would like. Sure. Um. You know, like that's that's not that's that's not the way to do it, right? You know, um, and uh, and my th- thing with that, um, you know, when you see people doing that, or you see um, like bands trying to come back after, yeah, like, I just saw that too. Yeah, yeah, just it's the kind of thing where I have my opinion about it. Yeah, you know, I I have my feelings on it. And I'm not going to buy their stuff. Right. I'm not, like, I'm not going to buy the record. I'm not going to go see Louis C.K. I'm yeah, not going to, yeah. you know, like, I'm not sure. going to, like, watch their TV show or whatever it is. I'm not going to give them my money. Yeah. And if we all did that, maybe they'd go away. Like, I, <laughs> right. you know, like, I... Right. And so, like, you know, you you can have, um, uh, you know, your opinion about it, and we, we should all have an opinion about it. Sure. Um, but, um, and, and talk about it, obviously, but at the end of the day, after that, just don't go see them. <laughs> like, just right, don't, right. don't buy the record. Yeah, like, it's yeah, not yeah. that hard. Right, and, right. Um, you know, if... Yeah, that's yeah. What it's going to be 14 sold-out shows. That's what sucks. You know, like you could say it now, right? Like, I mean, I maybe, but maybe not. I would like to think that... That no, that it wouldn't be. Well, maybe he's going to overshoot his venues. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope he goes for a theater. Yeah, the, theater, theater tour. It, like doesn't okay. work. Yeah, doesn't work on a theater tour. <sighs> but but that's the thing. It's but like, there is yeah. a road. Like like for someone like him, it just needs like. What would you like to have seen from someone like that? Like, I mean, I think, I think you can tell when people are really. Uh, 
are actually sorry. I think yeah, you can tell yeah, when yeah, people yeah. are sorry. Sure. And um, or when um, they want to like actually make amends for something. Um, and I think that it's up to the people that they um, hurt to determine what that is. Mm. And I think that um, you know that that's part of. Uh, trusting survivors and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know believing survive this like whatever whatever you want to have what what you want this person to do like that's okay then that's what they need to do right 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 and right. um and so I think that um it it seems in that case he hasn't done that no no and yeah. um so that it's like it kind of ends there right you know right right, right. um. But there is a road for people if they like. I think so. Yeah. I, because I just, I just don't think that like. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to believe that ever. You know, that no one can ever change. Sure. Yeah. I, mean, I don't. If, I don't yeah. think that. I don't think that people necessarily have to forgive someone. Sure. But um, uh, I don't. I. I don't usually like conversations that, um that go the way of like this person did a bad thing they are a bad person and will always be a bad person like i um uh there you know there are plenty of people i don't like and don't have a plan for liking anytime soon but yeah, i yeah. you know i i don't think that a uh, social death is the automatic answer to anything bad right you know? yeah, um, yeah so, so maybe like like he really should have look to the community hurt the most for for the guidance yeah. like of like how how can i make this right like with your no, hands up kind of yeah, like a little no, bit it, yeah and and i mean i um i don't remember enough about the specific scenario of like what was asked of him in the first yeah, place you know yeah. but i but i think that's the thing it's like you you can tell <laughs> when someone's like actually actually sorry and actually trying to change and sometimes that actually just means never uh never being a, a part of your profession again. Yeah. 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 Like may maybe it does like w when I say there's, there would be a road to redemption. Part of that might be never performing again. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. um, you know, you, you have to think about that. Yeah. Too. yeah. And he clearly didn't do anything. He was just trying to like wait it out. Yeah. You know, that was his, his vibe. Was yeah. Waiting it out. I mean, that's what the, the fixers will tell you to do. You know? Ah, so who knows the PR team he has. Yeah. Who's your PR now? <laughs> Who do you got? Um, Tito? Huh? You got Tito? Oh, well, uh, we don't really have like a PR person. <laughs> Talia's our manager, and okay. so she's 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 my cheerleader, I think. But that's cool. Uh, yeah. Um, so you spent a lot of time on the road this decade. Actually, your boy screwed me. What? Mikey. Oh. <laughs> so we do we do a. a we do a spot on this show called Mystery Friends sometimes. Oh, okay. Where I take a great story mm -hmm. that like an old friend knows oh, about something no. that happened, and then you have to guess who, who told the story. Okay. It's called Mystery Friend. I hit up Mikey yesterday. Oh. He was he's like he's like, I'm finishing practice. I'm like, if you're with Lauren, don't tell Lauren. Uh-huh. Had him he was. Yeah. He was at no, your yeah, practice with, yesterday. With me, yeah. yeah. Calls me after. He's like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. Hit him a couple hours ago. I'm like, you got something for me? He's like, I'm blanking. And he bailed on me. It's like, because I'm boring. No, I'm like, come the, on, I man. You, I needed my mystery yeah, friend. That's weird. But that was going to be my segue mm -hmm. into f into the best and worst tour story. Oh. Like like the 
Yeah. Do, do you have a highlight magic moment? Um, well, I'm trying to think of a highlight magic moment that's not going to then also embarrass me somehow. But um, <laughs> the uh, best do. Yeah. No, I have I have a best up. Well, I mean, uh, I think when um, when we, when we got to tour with John K. Sampson and the Winter Wheat, um, and uh, so it was Mike, Mikey and I did a duo set. Hey, where I'll go. Um, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so we, we did, we did a duo set opening for John K. Sampson and the Winter Wheat, which awesome. was ostensibly the weaker bands. Right. Um, oh, okay. Cause I it mean, was most of the band. Yeah, it was most of the band. They, they played weaker than song. They also played, I mean, obviously like all of his solo stuff is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and you're a big fan of his anyway, right? Huge yeah, 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 yeah. Just huge fan. Sure. And, um, and we we got to do that, and it was a lovely time. Everyone was so nice. The shows were so much fun. Like the first <laughs> the first night, um, you know, we go out to play our set, and I look out, and John's standing like like three rows back directly yeah, in front of me. I'm like, this awesome. is just not real. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Like at that point, yeah, I was sure. like, that doesn't make any sense. And and I think that. Um, Getting to do those shows and and getting to know him and and that whole crew and um you know was was really just such a highlight in a way that was like this is this is why I make music yeah, like yeah, I just yeah. want to get to do this kind of thing and and get to talk to the people that I really admire and and create friendships with the people that um have meant a lot to me and um you know that that was something that was just that was just really amazing. Um, was it one of those like, like I'm here kind of moments? Yeah. Yeah. And well, and I think, and that's the thing. It's like four people might know who we are. Right. You know, but I got to share a stage with like one of my favorite songwriters. And yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, we, we're of the same world now and I don't, you know, um, I, I, I can't ask for more than that. And the, and the kinds of conversations we get to have on, on tours like that with like like people who are at the shows yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Do you still talk to John? Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's... I don't understand Isn't it that, funny? Yeah. Like, you just no, look through your great. phone? Yeah. You're like, whoa, that guy's in my phone. Yeah, we like have Weird. lunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, but stuff, stuff like that. You got any devil ones? Devil stories? What's the worst devil story that happened? Oh, um... I hope it yeah. was opening for Gaslight or something. <laughs> no, no, that was that was a highlight of the measure for okay, sure. Okay, good. I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll stroke everybody's ego with that another time. Um, but um, uh, yeah. Well, we like you know every once in a while you you play those shows in like random towns that are just like the well, it's like well, we kind of need a show, we'll be right. whatever. Like it'll be fine. But, we need gas money between this city and this city. Yeah, yeah and it's sure. like not a big deal. Um, but we, <laughs> I guess I'm trying to think of like another one that's not so obvious because this person will probably know who I'm talking about, but I don't care. <laughs> um, the, we played a we played a show where um, we just uh, we knew it was going to be a, a small thing. Again, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, um, and just kept asking for information. Like kept asking like. When does the show start? How much is the show? When, like, because yeah. we we had other bands with us and stuff, and um, it's like, oh, you know, we need to we need to give everyone the information. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I use promoter quotes. But yeah. Promoter 
uh, kept saying like, oh, like, you know, this is like small town stuff. Like we don't like, you know, <laughs> we like f- fancy here, you oh, know, it's like, sorry, it'll all be okay. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Again, <laughs> I just want to know. Yeah. Like our, our TM was just be like, when does the, sh-? just like, when does the show yeah. start? Yeah. <laughs> like, and, um, and it was just like pulling teeth and we could just tell that it was like not a priority and sure. kind of like the, the, the vibe you get where they're like apologetic before it even starts, oh, you yeah. know? Sure. And I'm like, could you just tell your friends? Just tell your friends. Just, yeah. just kind of flyer, maybe. Couple. Um, and it, the show was not great. There were like a handful of people there. Some of, some of our, uh, one of my bandmates, like families came out. You oh know, shit. Like, one of, yeah. And we were just like, God damn it. <laughs> You know, it got paid like, you know, 50 bucks or something. And, um, and, uh, it just, it was so like every step of, I wish I could remember like what the whole thing was, but it was just like apologetic the whole time. Right. It was so clear that like it had not been a priority (laughs) and it was so poorly run. And like, but then you could tell that he, he basically like maybe didn't listened to us beforehand or like didn't really know anything about us and yeah. really thought he was just doing some like random band a favor and then every band played that was like um like on their game like everyone played well yeah good and you good could tell and then you could see it like change in his eyes like he had messed up right you know and he's he like i didn't like, know what i was doing here yeah and then like oh i didn't know you guys were like maybe not like, terrible real and, like, bands yeah, yeah and um you know, not the best band in the world, but I think we know what we're doing. Sure. And like, and um, and so then it was just like a, just like super poly- like next, like next time we can do it at this place, and I'll do this. I'm like, dude, we're not coming back here. Like, right, right, right. No, right. and and it, I mean, he that, went for like the end of the night redemption tour, like yeah. trying to, yeah, or yeah. or but just like um, instead of speaking to me as if um. It's my first rodeo, and uh, I don't know how shows work. Yeah, and that um, he's just doing me a favor, right? You right, know, right. to then like, you know, the tables turned, right, and all of a sudden right. he was like trying to get. I was like, no, no, like that's not. not and so I'll every, never see you again, no, guys. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then and then it happened on like another tour this year. Also, that like another really? show went that way, and and I was like, I don't. Like, I actually don't care, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm just like, oh, we're just not coming back here again. Sure. You got um, enough years under your belt now to know that, Yeah, like, there's another show tomorrow. I'm not going to let this ruin my year. Yeah. Well, no, and I think that's it because people talk about, like, you know, the bad tour stories and, like, when you play to two people and it's like, yeah, that's going to happen. No yeah. ma- kind of no matter who you are, like, you're going to have shows that, like, f- for wherever you are, are, like, a bad show. For sure. And that's going to happen. And then you just you gauge whether or not you're going to work with those people again. Totally. And like, that's, you know, that's all it is. And then there's another show and you have fun. That's it. That was a good interview. It was good. Lauren's smart. And what's cool, I love that we come from the same place, you know? Like, I think there's a mutual understanding about certain things when you're from the area we're from it's a unique place you know the jersey mind it's beyond jersey because (laughs) you got to remember this debate about central jersey you know the fact that like literally 80 percent of the state we live in doesn't even recognize our region (laughs) as existing you know what i mean and it's this kind of weird in between where it's like 
We're just far enough west that you're not really tied to the New York City thing. But, you know, you're not west enough that you're turning into a, a Pennsylvanian, whatever that happens out right. there. No, I've you know, got a few friends from down there, from down the Philly way. They're like Philly people. Yeah, they're Philly people. Yeah, yeah. they exactly. eat Scrapple. They like the Eagles. They have nothing to do with <laughs> yeah, us. Eagles. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a very unique place, to, and especially where she's from, because literally, she grew up on the mountain where I grew up in the valley, and there was like a very specific <laughs> cultural thing going on there because of it, and it's right. cool. I, I love the fact that we both wound up in New Brunswick. We both wound up on tour together, and kind of wound up doing the same exact shit, which is awesome, you know. Yeah. Uh, with a very similar mindset. So, got to check out their new record. It's awesome. Check out their old records, too, because they're awesome. Uh, I know they have social medias. It's uh, <laughs> at Warriors Music for Twitter, at Warriors Music for Instagram. Uh, you know, record you can find anywhere. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the interview. What do we got coming next, Brad? Um, I think we've got, uh, well, we have a few things in the bag we could decide, but, um, we've got a few things coming up. We might do a special, we might do a, we could be the sidekicks or maybe we'll do a special, um, coronavirus episode. Yeah. Yeah. Even if people want to chime in about that, I'm curious. Cause like as much as I'm trying to use podcasting and stuff like this as a distraction for people, I'm also semi-fascinated on maybe getting the some takes for some old old going off track regulars giving them 15 20 minutes and just kind of seeing where their heads at and and maybe try to oh you know maybe get some glimmers of hope from other people like like I had a realization the other day Brad mm-hmm. which which made me feel a little bit better yeah it's that since we're at the epicenter of this thing and we're peaking first that means we're going to end first right I hope so so, so if we talk to like eight other people who found one silver lining, you know, we might feel a lot fucking better about it after, you know? Hell yeah, baby. I think this episode's a good idea. We should do it. Uh, let's, let's, Sidekicks aren't going anywhere. Let's you know? try and set it up. We'll try and set it up. So it's going to be a mystery. We'll have something coming for you next week. Um, but if we can get it together, yeah, maybe we'll do a relevant virus episode. I love it. But yeah. Um, Check us out, goingofftrack.com. You can keep up with the latest episodes. Subscribe on iTunes. Give us a nice review if you like us. If you don't, don't let us know because we, yeah. we can't handle it, man. Yeah, just don't be a dick. Just don't um, say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Going Off Track, Twitter, Instagram, I don't know, Benny Horowitz and Benny Horowitz 1. You can find yeah. him in those... Those places um, we uh, we're not setting up our Patreon account just yet because our future feels a little uncertain and we don't want to take your money. But if you do yeah. love a particular um, episode and you just gotta share the wealth, we still have a Venmo account. It's at Off Track, um, and you can throw us a couple bucks there if you really want to. We do you know we do have a few associated costs for this, even though we're sitting here looking at each other on FaceTime right now. <laughs> Hey man, I just I just signed my family up for uh, open enrollment medical insurance. Oh, baby. So it's rough. so f- fucking fill that Venmo up. Yeah, I don't come give on. a shit. <laughs> yeah, you can give us a dollar or you can give us ten thousand dollars. I don't know if you people whatever you're notice. comfortable with. <laughs> I ain't been dropping gold records recently, you know. Oh baby, you will.
All right, man. Good so to see you, Brad. We'll be back with something next week, and we'll keep doing it as long as we can, right? That's it. All I right. love everybody. Thanks, everybody. Send love out into the world. Calm is contagious. Be cool out there. Yeah.